Two for their last 21. The Rangers have killed 16 in a row at home. Oh, Tarasenko! What a oh, shot! And he scores with an unbelievable one-handed oh. tuck-in goal! And the Blues have tied the game on a highlight real goal! These hands are sick. That is some play right there. We'll get it again. Now stolen by Schwartz for Tarasenko. Steal by Schwartz. Now Tarasenko get on one of them. Welcome to Blues Hockey Podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Martin, here with Chris. What it do? And as you heard, it's been a quite an eventful week for somebody on the St. Louis Blues. Man, oh man. So a couple, Take it over. A couple of uh, quick... Uh, the highlights there of Tarasenko's not one, but two highlight real goals. I mean, that one, the one against the Rangers, is got to be goal of the year. Well, I was actually late from work, and I got home and was exhausted and literally just went to bed and just laid in bed, and I was watching it Yeah, and talking to my wife, and then I was like kind of watching the game at the same time, and all of a sudden I look up and, like, that go in? That go in? That's all I'm celebrating, and I'm just like, yeah, freaking out. And then, Dude. like, re-energized after that goal. It was crazy. It's, you know... It, it's it's very funny to not funny but interesting to see how on not as much of a global scale right now, but it seems like at least locally the Tarasenko mania right now is on par with Oshi mania from last year sure, yeah. after the Olympics and the shootout. Um, and I always gauge that by my mother, who's a sixty-five-year-old woman who knows nothing about hockey. Nothing at all. Doesn't mm. watch. Sure. Like the only reason she knows hockey is because I live and breathe blues hockey. Um, but when she calls me and says, "Did you see that Vladimir Tarasenko goal?" You like know, that's that's big. That is pop culture. Yeah. So uh, good week for. We'll get into all those. So anything else happened this week? I know you've been busy out of in and out of town. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the yawn factor is high for this podcast. Yes, yeah, so. I didn't get home till uh, three o'clock in the morning. I had a show in Springfield, Missouri last night, and so, it was a long drive. Long home. drive home. So in this moment, which yeah, we had in so. this moment, which is I, if any of you guys out there are metal fans. Um, you may get angry if I refer to in this moment as metal. It, it's Whatever. very weird how the metal cross genres. Yeah. If, yeah, but the show is, uh, is is incredible. It's essentially if you could picture a band that, if you look at it, looks like Rob Zombie's band fronted by um, like a gothic Barbie doll. Yeah, she's very well endowed. Yes. Um, and it's just like the production value alone on this tour is fantastic. Cool. Yeah, I think St. Louis, I might have to, if you're working at a show, I might have to yeah, man. And swing on by. Again, those of you not in St. Louis listening, I mean, obviously I, I get paid to say it since they're my band, but if yeah. they're coming through your town, you guys, it, it's well worth the ticket just for the production value alone. Cool. And the opening bands are really cool too. Cool. Yeah, they had that. And then I had an awful week. So I just want to uh, so apologize this week. We just, I just had a real busy week. So me and Chris were not able to really record. Yeah. Um, uh, mostly on me, I'll say, because, uh, like I said, I heard this week I live, I work, I listen to a lot of podcasts too. So listen right. to the Nerdist podcast. And, um, uh, what he said there really got to me basically saying he was talking to, I believe it was Tom Bergeron who does like dancing mm-hmm. with the stars and a bunch of other stuff. And they'd say how he, he should do a podcast, and there's, but he said he didn't want to do one because he's like doesn't like when people hit him up on Twitter and stuff. And uh, Chris Hardwick was saying like, you know what, like you just got to make sure like you when you say you're going to drop a podcast, drop a podcast because you make this verbal like kind of commitment right contract to your people who listen, your fans. And and who care? 
You see, because he's saying, I mean, I've had a couple people ask what's going on and stuff, right. and I try to put stuff out there saying, hey, we're working on it or Yep. I whatever. saw your, twi- your tweets yeah, earlier so, this week. So, on me this week, and hopefully, the first week of the month is always hard for me because I'm an accountant, so it's always right. very busy and just ridiculous. Numbers. Yeah. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Too many numbers this week. And on top of that, uh, just outside stress factors, um, numerous stupid stuff. And on top of that, um, as some know that I'm, I'm a worry St. Louis, aka Florissant for where we record, not too far from Ferguson, Missouri, which is obviously heavily in the news. Maybe you've heard of the town. Yeah, so um they said stuff might be going down mid November by the time, you know, this verdict is coming out. Right. So it kind of, you know, we're about when I did the Google map to where the thing where the incident happened, it's about three point two miles. So not right. that far from where we're recording right now. Sure. So it kinda weighs on me some days. So I dude, I get it. You know, I I live much further out in the burbs than you do. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's a real thing. And, you know, I don't want to get overly political or anything like that, but I just hope that as, you know, as, as I the hope days, nobody else gets hurt. Yeah, man. That's as the, as the days come and whatever the, whatever the verdict may be that comes down from that grand jury, I just hope that everybody on both sides is safe and, um, and is smart. You know, it, it, there's been, there's been enough hurt. There's been enough bloodshed. There's been enough uh, animosity to last seven lifetimes. And I think right now, you know, we all just need to uh, chill out and, yeah. and, Be and look out for look out for each other. Yeah. So anyway, so on to what's brighter subject this yeah, week? Much brighter subjects. So the Blues are on what you would say a streak. A bit. So when we last left you, we reviewed the Blues-Blackhawks game on October 25th, so quite a bit ago, and the Blues won that one 3-2. to two. So we're going to go into the beginning of the quote-unquote Tarasenko show is when it started. Yep. Pretty much, um, I didn't mention it on the podcast, but I mentioned I talked to you about this where I was saying, I think Tarasenko was like due to start kind of like putting a couple in the net, and I denied you. Nothing like this I thought would happen. Sure. But just to the point where I'm like, I think once he gets going, because he was working hard every game, yep. and he saw the effort, and I was like, all right, this is going to happen. And it started with the Dallas game, so let's get into that to start. Well, and if you remember the last podcast, you and I, when we were talking about you know the hindsight and would you with the whole Ryan Miller thing, and, then, uh, and we both made the comment, you know, like right now, seeing the chemistry that, that Laterra and Tarasenko have, you wouldn't break that up. Yeah. And show enough, we get done with that podcast and go upstairs and we are proven to be hella right. Yeah. Which is awesome. So let's get into, uh, the game. Didn't start off the best for the blues. Uh, kind of a little bit, unfortunate. Uh, Dallas, you have, is always very run and gun. Very much so. So the top, the one line is really what you have to watch out for. And that's kind of, they were, had their hand in every single goal this game. Yeah. So, Proof, mind you, they have they have the top lines a little different with Spez on it now yeah. compared to last year. Whoever they, I can't remember who they had on it, but Chase on or whoever they might have had on it. I think you're right, but uh, I, and I think that's gotten exposed since then because they oh, sure they've they're last now in the central when they were just near the top. When we and we could talk time. about that at the end, like how wrong we were, at least early on, how wrong I was. On my predictions of how the central is going to shake out. Yeah, well, so far, so let's see. Uh, right now, we're actually recording in between the first and second period of the Blues game. Uh, Dallas, I mean, excuse me, not Dallas, but the Nashville, Nashville uh, Blues Partners. game, and we're up one nothing right now on yeah. uh, Latera's goal. So maybe we'll fit that in here. Maybe not. We'll see sure. how we're going because we actually want to go upstairs and watch it after this. So it doesn't start off that well. A kind of a controversial goal, but it really wound up not being. If that makes sense. Like, I thought it was, like, definitely a goalie interference goal. Yeah, I did too. But after seeing the replay from a couple angles, it was uh, Gunnarsson uh, made the error. So, basically, Jamie Olesiak, Oleski, eh, his first ever NHL goal from Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn pretty much happened. He's a defenseman shot from the point. Gunnarsson pretty much fell at the feet. Tripped and fell at the feet of Elliot. First, Elliot it looked like sold it. Ben... Uh, Ben kind of Slew pushed him. him, yeah, but it was actually he. They were tangled. Yeah, Gunnarsson skated maybe five feet more, and then lost his balance at basically the feet of Elliot and fell into his pads. And yeah, Elliot just had nothing. He, and it was a simple shot from a point where easily stoppable. Sure, which, was, which made even you know more heartbreaking. We we're like, God, right. Dang it. So down one nothing early. 
A mere 35 seconds later, Vladimir Tarasenko comes in and rifles a shot over the right uh, shoulder of uh, Lutnin. Kari Lutnin. Gets his second of the season from Yori Laterra and Kevin Shattenkirk. And this seemed to be kind of the th- the theme of the game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, up until the third period at least. The second period, Correct. Tyler Sagan gets the one-timer goal the 528 mark. His seventh of the year from Spezza and Trevor Daly. Um, basically, the Blues got hemmed in. Yeah, and this was you, absolutely. It was one of those where you saw it coming, where you're just watching. You're like, nope, nope, come on, guys, and then bang. Yeah, uh, you kind of they were hemmed in for a good amount of time. That line was humming. Yeah, the second line was just they're so good. Um, that second trade is turning out to be brilliant, brilliant, and the Spezza trade so far has looked out really good for them. Yeah, so they're up two to one. A mere another thirty, almost exactly thirty-seven seconds later. Your Laterra gets the goal, a second of the year from Tarasenko and Steen. Uh, just a nice little play, you know, by uh, Laterra. I can't remember exactly what happened now because I didn't write. I just wrote that Laterra goal. I remember the first goal of the game was the stupid, awesome drop pass from Laterra to Tarasenko. I know, that was the top corner shot. Yeah, and this one, it was if memory serves, um, it was the two of them coming in. Um, not necessarily on the wings, but but not one of them at center either. And it was just a nice push across. The uh, defense went towards Tarasenko, and he just saucered it over to Laterra. Yeah, so good little play there. So after two, we're tied at two. Uh, the Blues, I think, are I think kind of turned the pressure a little bit, but pretty much still back and forth again. Which man, it's just those games with the Blues. Like maybe this will be the team that changes that for me. Yeah. That can't play that style because in the years past you couldn't play that style with this team. Well, and it also seemed like in years past the roles would be reversed. Whereas I used to always say every time the Blues scored, we just had to make sure we could get past the next two minutes without giving up an equalizer goal. Yeah, you know the Blues were always falling victim to a goal on the next shift after you know they would put one in. And it was, you know, this game, it was the exact opposite. They would give one up and then immediately return and answer. Yeah. So going to the third period, uh, the Blues, unfortunately, give up the power play goal at the 327 mark to Trevor Daly, his fourth of the year mm-hmm. from Alex Golagoski. This is basically a shot that it's kind of the, what they said on what Pang kind of alluded to, the new five-hole shot, like yeah. under on t- right on top of the pad underneath the blocker, like in between that area. It's like kind of like the new kind of five-hole shot where a lot of left-handed shots have been mm-hmm. kind of put in the puck. And that's exactly where Daly uh, put it. So, lose down again. And then hopefully you're hoping for the quick uh, rebound, you know, score. Not but, this uh, time. Not happening. So, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko gets his third goal of the year, his second of the game at the 11:37 mark from Laterra. So, I'm trying to hurry up and watch this highlight right here to remind myself. It was just a blast, if, if memory serves. Now, I know the overtime goal was the blast. Well, the, that was on the power play. Yes, you're correct there. So, um, yeah. So we'll get into that goal. So Blues, you know, go into overtime. No, yeah. wait. That was the, was it the second goal, the one where he put the move on the dude? Oh, uh, yeah, the sweet little, like, Spin move. That's right. So that kind of like the, the hesitation, Tarasenko. the hesitation goal. He basically gets the uh, puck at the bot, the at top the, of the face, just off about circle yeah, on a with his back facing the goal. Yeah, and basically faked out um, the defenseman and spun around him, and then kind of turned on the Jets and got around him and put a shot, pretty much the same where Daly put his, yeah. like the above the pad. I'm watching it right there. It is right there. I just watched it, and that's awesome. Actually, between the legs. So I saw awesome someone else goal. do that last week too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried my best imitation. It didn't really work out. You scored the goal. Yeah, I did score the goal. Where I did fake the guy, and I wasn't even. I literally like, I'm going to try this move, and then it actually worked out. And this was before even the Rangers goal. I thought about doing a Forsberg too because we were doing that well in the game. Uh, yeah. But I was like, wow, that's kind of a D move. So I didn't want to. Didn't want to do it. We were already up like eight to one. So I was like, eh, not the time. But anyway, so in overtime, the Blues are on power play. Uh, Shattenkirk uh, keeps the puck in. A nice little play gets it across to, or excuse me, Petrano keeps it in, gets across to Tarasenko, 
And the goal. One-timers. First career hat trick. Vladimir Tarasenko in overtime. Celebrates with Jaden Schwartz. Assist from Shattenkirk and Petrangelo with a 128 mark. And the Blues a comeback and win it. You kind of had the feeling the whole time during overtime that they were going to funnel that puck to Tarasenko. Yep, that's he it. just had the hot hand. And we can go ahead and say it. It's okay. Huh. That I the text I sent you before overtime. Oh time. yeah. Uh, what's funny is by this time we'd uh, we'd all kind of split up, and uh, myself and Jason and a couple of our other hockey friends were group texting during the game. And Jason called it going into overtime, basically saying that Tarasenko is going to get his first hat trick and win. Um, and you could just, like I said, you could, you could feel it coming. It yeah. just, it seemed like. Cause he was having a monster game. Like, yeah. Every time he had the puck, like. Something, something good happened. happened. And because remember, he almost scored with like a couple seconds left where he got that puck in the slot and yeah. then two really good saves yeah. by Lutton, It so. just, that was one of those games where the puck kept finding him and Laterra mm. and every time it did, something good happened. So let's talk about the negatives of this game. Um, couple things. Blues lose two top players. Yeah. In this game. Dallas First, played, I'm not going to say Dallas played dirty, but Dallas slapped the Blues around yeah, physically. I, the daily hit I didn't like because it was away from the puck. And the one it was on sort of, Yes, and yeah. it was kind of blindsided him. And then the thing that like happened, why the hit wasn't bad, the position Bacchus was in and Bacchus was vulnerable and slammed his head against the ice. And it looked, oh, man. Yeah, I, it looked bad. I mean, it got me sick because I was just like, and that is nothing good about like that like he had no way to protect himself and just went down and hit his head and i'm i'm surprised he got up and got to the bench well i remember that happened when i was still here at your house and i saw it happen live and i was like oh man back just got laid out yeah um and i didn't you, i didn't notice his head bounce until they showed the replay yeah, i thought he just took a hard hit um but yeah that was that was i would say a worse hit than the seabrook hit that actually knocked him out yep there's the way it looked. So uh, another key person was TJ Oshie, which you originally thought, okay, he's fine because he was hit into the, he was pushed into the goalie, the goal uh, uh, Kari Lettinen. Yeah. Uh, Lettinen, I mean, he, you know, as a goalie, like you want to get out of the way, but also make cushion that he didn't really have time to help. You know, you got the padding. Sure. You don't want to hurt yourself as well. And didn't protect Oshie enough. And Oshie pretty much went in and slammed his face right yeah, into the post. It. Like, his visor didn't get... He got part of it, but not enough. Uh-huh. And even the Dallas crowd, you remember when we were watching it, yeah. you hear him go, ooh. Yeah, and that was one that in real time looked bad. And, and then he you got saw up, the replay. And then he played, uh, the new one playing the rest of the game, and then announced that he was out the next game. Uh, so the Blues go into their next game Saturday, back at home, against the best team in NHL at the time, the Anaheim Ducks. And I even went Mr. Negative on this one. I was like, eh. Oh, I was I was with you. And I was like, like you know. I don't know. Yeah. I was, was Jake uh, Allen in goal. Jake Allen's in goal. I mean, he's played well this year, but still, it's like you're missing those top two guys. Yep. Um, just going to be tough to, for anything to happen. So, Blues, I honestly, like, forgot I had something going on this, so I didn't get to watch any of this game. I, I watched tape it. most of it. So, um, I just I got the highlights, and so... You might have to fill me in on any kind of happenings about this game. But I heard the Blues played a very complete game. They did. You, it was one of those games where you could tell that the Blues, A, wanted to make up for being embarrassed in Anaheim. And secondly, were rallying around the fact that they were down two of their top-line forwards. Um, it was It was one of those games where the Blues just kind of really came out and dictated the pace. And it wasn't that the Ducks played bad by any means, but the Blues just offensively, defensively, and obviously Allen and Nett, mm-hmm. um, the Ducks didn't get a whole bunch of good chances. They got a handful, and when they were good chances, Allen was there to shut the door. Um, you know, I would say the bulk of the Ducks' chances came from outside. It was just an all-around solid effort by the team, and you know when you—that's the type of game you have to play, especially when you're playing a team like the Ducks, which you know still has the best record in the league, yeah. but can put pucks in the net. So the Blues are without David Backus, T.J. Oshie, still injured Paul Stastny, yep. 
and the uh, bacterial infection found its way to Joachim Lindstrom as well. So the Blues were without four of their top nine forwards, and those four forwards accounted for, so as of the first eight games, 19% of their total offensive production. So you're talking, you know, a fifth of your points out the window, and you're filling in nothing against these guys. You're trying to fill in with uh, Chris Porter, Magnus Payarvi, you know, guys who haven't played really yeah. much this so, so far, so you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Sure. You know, but, you know, Porter's, you know, a fourth line guy who can chip in, and Payarvi has the. Payarvi's got skill. So you don't, but you don't know what you're going to get so far because he hasn't really, you know, had much to play. So, first period, Alex Steen scores at the 429 mark, his second of the year finally. Uh, Carl Gunnison, because his first point is a blue, along with, Sh- and, Sh- and also Kevin Shatkirk assisted on this one. I like the way Gunnison has fit into this team. As he's gotten on, he's starting to get it, like, kind of where to be, you know, finding teammates. I think he is a phenomenal compliment to Kevin Shattenkirk. Mm -hmm. I think that pairing works very well. what the Blues are going for. Yeah, and I think those two work just as well together as Petro and Bomeister do. Um, And, I, you know, that's uh, you said it. That's exactly what the team was going for. And we said it earlier as we were watching the first period. It amazes me that we not only got Gunnarsson, but we got a pick in return for uh, for Polak. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've really made out great in that trade. And he drafted at the, at least as far as rankings when you drafted the number one European goalie with that pick. Yeah. So I mean, you're and a lot of people said that's a guy who was you know could easily win the third, if not the low second round. Yeah. So you're talking about you getting another value pick. The Blues, once again, as we talked about in our draft special, that the Blues all made aces. out like bandits, yeah. like at least on paper so far. We'll see how it as we saw out. as we saw Robbie uh, Fabry looked sure. in training camp looked amazing. So uh, second period, no action, couple only a couple penalties, so it kind of flew by. It know, was a very clean game, which is surprising since uh, considering the teams that kind of you know I uh, know. And I like to play a kind of a heavy game at times with Getzlav yeah. and Perry. So yep. third period, I didn't well, see this Well, they were goal. without Pat Maroon, so. <laughs> correct. Pat Maroon was not there. Phil uh, was. Oh, Phil might have been there. That's correct. <laughs> Talk about his goal differential. So uh, third period comes along, and Ryan Reeves, I did see this, stole the puck from the uh, Nate, I believe it was Nate Thompson. Yeah. And uh, blistered it. Blistered a like- shot right over, uh, I believe it was Frederick Anderson was, it was. in that. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a beauty of a goal. So, nice little game there for Reese, the second of the year at the 203 mark from Maxime Lapierre. Hey, so, you got the name right. I did, actually. I really focused. It was actually Gibson and Ned, excuse me. So, um, both had good games and we got Blues wound up winning 2-0. Jake Allen with a shutout. I, I think that's the most impressive one of the year, to yep. be honest. So far, I, I mean, the Chicago win, you could, I mean, we weren't, we unfortunately we were out and about and didn't see that right. one. We watched the replay. Um, I didn't get to see this one to compare the two, but on paper, you have to look at beating the top team after being down four of your top nine guys. Sure. And that's why I mean by it, it's, it's most impressive because we were so shorthanded. And like you said, it's not that we were just missing guys. We were missing guys that were comprising of a fifth of our total offense. So Blues go into Saturday's game against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and this wound up being a pretty good game as well. I This is kind of where it starts to heat up again with Vladimir Tarasenko. He gets the goal at the sixteen twenty nine mark. Um, his fifth of the year from Alexander Steen and Barrett Jackman. So, Blues starting off very well against the, uh, which they pretty much dominated the first period. It yeah, was, they it really was, did. It was, it looked like the, uh, avalanche of a couple of years ago, not of last year, where they looked Agreed. really good. I mean, I think they don't want to admit it, but I think they really do miss the Paul Stastny, his two way play. I mean, um, their defense is, for, they were like the, the people who like are against it, the whole advanced stats thing, they were yep. like, look at them type of thing. Cause the advanced stats don't show. Cause basically Colorado, it was almost like dead last in every advanced stat there is. And they somehow had this amazing record. Basically sure. they're outscoring and then having amazing goaltending. Well, and the goaltending has been okay. I mean, it's been pretty decent. Varlamov was all world all year last year. Yes. And we, that's why, and that's why a lot of people picked them to a little bit come back this year, which they have. And their defense is still, I think, the same as last year. Just yeah, I mean, and I I'm mean, not just not just a rip on like Eric Johnson. No, or it's some not. People are. It's just I just think that it's not. They don't have like a steady. 
They don't have a defensive defenseman. Yes, they don't have an elite blue line guy, and I think that's something you know that us as as Blues fans, even over the years, have taken for granted. We've always had at least one. Eric Brew doesn't count. Right, right. We've always had at least (laughs) one like pretty decent, solid defender, and right now, I you could argue that the Blues have the best defensive core in the NHL. And I bet you that you would get, if you pulled t- 10 experts, I bet you you'd get at least Three. seven or eight. Think so? Yeah. To, to agree and say, yeah, the top to bottom, the Blues have the best defensive groupings in the NHL. Yep. So, uh, second period, not much happening again. And once again, another period, another game of like not many penalties, which was like kind of an up and down game. You know, once again, like it seems like the Blues have not really, you know, had much. Penalty like issues as in years past. No, and I, you know what I attribute that to, and I noticed as the Blues started this this big long winning streak is the passing for the Blues is so crisp and on point and tape to tape this year, whereas in years past it hasn't been there. That's been the one part of the offense that was always a little sloppy was the passing, and because. The passing is so good this year. We're not finding ourselves having to fight for pucks and corners, or you know, playing a dump and chase style of hockey, which leads to you know more opportunities to to get and draw penalties. Whereas now you're up and down. Mm-hmm. You know, there you're not more fighting of a transitional. Team. Right, you're not fighting in corners. It's almost more of almost like watching a basketball game on ice. It is pure possession and transition as opposed to, you know, that dump and chase chess style of hockey where you are, you know, playing a more physical style. This is a very European style, fast paced up and down the rink style of, of hockey that the Blues are playing. Yep. So first period goal is Tarasenko is where they picked up the puck at the blue line and just blasted a shot yep. past him. So second period, nothing happening. So 46 seconds into the third period, Vladimir, Vladimir, there we go, Vladimir Tarasenko gets his sixth of the year from Petrangelo. So once again, just unfortunately, we've had a lot of games reviews, so I notes were just not the best because just because we were too much for me to be ready to do this week. Right. So I'm trying to remember what happened here, but anyway, so Tarasenko scores, makes it two nothing. The Blues honestly looked like they had this game in hand. I agree. And it looked like the Blues are just like, you know, like it's nice and easy. And then the Avalanche woke up. Ah, the deflection goal. That's what happened. They crisscrossed the blue line. Yeah. He threw it in front, and he got a little piece of it past the far line. And then, I mean, right there, at that point, I didn't say anything because I, we I was hanging out with a couple people. And I'm like, man, they just will be fine. Unfortunately, the Blues are not fine. A couple of minutes later, a uh, penalty was taken by the Blues by... Scroll... Ah, Payarvi. It's a 52-second mark. He a holding penalty. And then the, uh, excuse me, Avalanche wind up capitalizing the 219 mark. Ryan O'Reilly is second of the year from Nathan McKinnon and Eric Johnson. So, and it was the beauty of a goal, too. Correct. Uh, I got the uh, rebound goal past, yeah. uh, right the, there. You're like, oh, okay. He got it by just before, uh, just before, um, they could, they could, uh, uh, come over and shut the door and just put a right pass. I believe it was Elliot. And, uh, yeah, just, a, a, you know, a goal scorer's goal. Yeah, so it was nice. And then uh, Nathan McKinning also got another one where he, on the power play again at the 513 mark, walks right in the slot and takes a hard wrist yeah. shot to get to top corner on Elliott and Beauty Eric Johnson with another assist and Ryan O'Reilly with an assist, so two-point nights for them. That McKinnon goal was awesome. Yep, so that's why he was one of the, why he was the top pick a couple years ago. So Blues, nothing happened in overtime. Uh, going to a shootout, first shooter Steen, uh, nothing. Uh, Joachim Lindstrom goes uh, blocker side yep. on a or was it five hole? Five I thought hole. he five hole. Okay, no, it was five hole. Goes five hole, and, and then Tarasenko had a chance to like clinch it. Didn't happen. He added kind of a shot. I was kind of surprised. He just didn't do any moves. Just shot and hit the uh, uh, pad of, yeah. and then. Uh, 
Brian Elliott stops all three shots. Which, good for him. That's very unlike Brian Elliott. This year he's not been bad, I'll be honest. Like, there's a couple of times where the goal's gone in, but he's come up big, so no complaints. So let's go into our Monday game, which starts the Tarasenko mania, basically yeah. is what I'm saying. As you heard on our opening little credits was the... I'm gonna. I think it's the Kerber call. If not, I think I had the other one. I the think goal I, heard around the world. Where an amazing goal by Tarasenko. Like I said, I was not even really. I watched with it. That and I watched it. I'm just like, what the? It brought me off the couch. Yeah, and that's this goal. Let's get into this game. First off, uh, the first period, Chris Craig gets a power play goal. Is third of the year from Matt Hunwick and Anthony Duclair. Rangers up one nothing early. Uh, Blues slowly getting, starting to get a little healthy. Uh, this is when, uh, Bacchus comes back. Yep. So, uh, and then, uh, Oshie is nowhere near, is from what Hitchcock, the latest yeah. update. So, it looks like TG Oshie is probably going to be out a while, folks. I would, I told Chris, and I don't be like that guy, but I said I wouldn't be surprised after the new year. I agree. Which, unfortunate, is unfortunate, but. Hey, look, the way the team's playing right now, there's no need to rush him back. Yep, and you got plenty of depth, and that's why the Blues picked up all those players in Absolutely. the offseason to have that depth. Absolutely. And you got the team is humming right now with Harrisingo leading the way. So that's what we've learned. When you have an injury, you don't, don't have, have to rush. You don't uh, have to say, rush back. back and re-injure yourself, but it happens. <laughs> so <clears throat> you know, people <clears throat> in this room, that's not me. Uh, so the second period, which is the amazing – Power play goal by Vladimir Tarasenko, his seventh of the year, assisted by Shattenkirk and Brian Elliott. Oh, my God. Uh, Describe it as uh, Tarasenko just basically walks on everybody and pulls uh, the quote-unquote Peter Forsberg move on Cam Talbot, which Peter Forsberg is one of my favorite players of all time. And I I saw that. He did that in a shootout last year, right? I was at that game, and I I was screaming at the top of my lungs. It was so awesome. Like. I watched, it was a Chicago game that I went and I had to wear the jersey because I right. lost the butt. And uh, he pulled that move, and I was just, I mean, mind you, the Blues, I was like, I even told who I was with, our friend Justin, I said, even if the Blues don't win this game, I'm still super excited. Sure. Because that was, I've never seen it live, and then, like, oh my God, it was such an amazing move. And he did it, once again, around the whole team. Yeah. And... And people are saying, like, oh, it was all AHL defensemen because they had three guys called up just for this game. I don't care. You still have to be a, you know, all-world player to do that. I don't care for what level you're at. You know, so I think that I don't care. Either way, I love that goal. It's been seen by thousands, I think, as of the morning after. When oh, I was reading our article, the official, like, it took over NHL, Twitter. It was as a fifty thousand views like that mo- next morning. Yeah, which is I'm I haven't seen the stats number one play then. on Sports Center. Number no, one play on NHL tonight. Yeah, and the top ten number one play of the week, which I saw last night on NHL Network. Yeah. So it, just, it is. It, I can't imagine what else could be done this year to top that for goal of the year. Yeah, so it's going to be tough. Short of a guy doing a backflip, landing on his skates again, and scoring. Yep. So, Blues and the Rangers tied at one. Kind of a, once again, another back-and-forth game. The Blues didn't really tighten up for a while there, and they were kind of... Rick Nash is playing really well this year. I was really yeah. impressed by him. Like, I know the first game, it was like the first game of years, so I really don't make any judgments. Sure. But seeing him again on this game, I mean, he was still no, really Nash good. Oh, Nash looks great. Uh, and then, it the third period. The Blues take the lead for the first time at the 3.50 mark. Believe it or not, Patrick Berglund gets his first year inadvertently. <laughs> this is the goal that I said was going to break everybody because Patrick Berglund assisted from Barrett Jackman. Yeah, I thought this is the one that like I, I said to my wife, I said, I really hope nothing else happens this game so people can just lose their head. Yeah, all the haters. Oh, here's like saying, what happened? Oh, yeah. Basically, he shot from the point, but Barrett Jackman hits off a falling Patrick Berglund who fell for no reason. Hit his skate and goes in the net, and he was happy. He didn't care. Well, and just before that, Berglund had a phenomenal shot on goal. Yeah, and kept the puck in. So he yeah. was having a good shift, and then that was kind of his reward, which is nice to see. Unfortunately, did not last that long as Martin St. Louis, his second of the year from Carl Hagelin and Derek Broussard, game tied at two. Yep. Uh, this next one was an awesome pass from uh, – no, that was the, the Hagelin pass. Where it was kind of a reverse, reverse pass. Dude, the, that was 
that was almost as impressive as the Tarasenko goal, as far as a playmaker. Yeah. It's not a single effort like Tarasenko, but the play to get that puck. Where he was almost on the other side of the net through behind him. Blindly threw it behind him and could not have done it better to where... And Elliot had no idea where it was at. Had no idea. An easy tap-in for uh, St. Louis. And he gets another one at the 13-17 mark, his third of the year, second of the game, from Rick Nash and Derek Broussard. And they take the lead 3-2. to two. So you think, oh, no, that's the one that breaks the blues yep. after this game. Tarasenko goes, mind you, all over the place. Has, like, as up to this point, has five shots on goal. Yeah. And that doesn't count on any missed shots or block shots. Because I saw that's kind of the stat they've been doing lately. Um, Every period, they kind of have been keeping track of Tarasenko since this game. They match him up with whoever's the other top player on the team, like yeah. shots, shots blocked, shot missed shots, and how many you have total, so how many shot attempts you have for the game. And I think the next game you're watching, he had like eight or nine through two periods total with all this stuff, which is like the yeah. kid just keeps firing it. So, but luckily the Blues at the fourteen thirty three mark get back in the game. Jay Bomeister is first of the year from Yori Laterra and Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, basically, the the Terra Tarasenko and I know this to point Steen line yep. is humming this game. The only Absolutely. basically we were this is the only line I was pretty much getting constant pressure. No matter Agreed. what line they're up against this game, they were out there and had offensive zone pressure every time. Had it this time, basically on a rush. Bowmaster takes the pass and hits the top corner on Cam Talbot. A really yeah. awesome shot from the Great slot. Shot. So good to see. Blues tie at three to three go to overtime. Uh Lindstrom's out first. He gets stoned. Martin St. Louis next gets stoned. Uh the other way around. St. Louis goes first. And then Stepniak with a really nice goal actually. Yeah. Between the legs. Goal. Uh so and then Alexander Steen goes top uh on glove side on Talbot. Typical Steen goal. Yep, it was nice. Rick Nash's shoots wide. And Vladimir Tarasenko goes blocker side and finishes off his awesome game and wins it for the St. Louis Blues 4-3. to three. So the Blues are humming along here. You think that the Blues are you know down, up, down, and then keep winning. So I tell we'll you, take it. If you, if you watch that Rick Nash attempt again, uh, he comes in and Elliott actually poke, poke checks, checks him, him a little bit. Enough that he loses control. Yeah, and, and damn near falls on his face. Yeah. So the Blues play the next night back to back, going to not Jersey, necess- and not necessarily the Blues' forte is night is back to back. Yeah, I, I wish I did not pull the uh, stat in time, but as most Blues fans know, they seem to back to back to typically drop the next one. Plus, you have to go into Jersey, and Jersey sucks. Correct. So the Blues after this, the talk of the NHL is Vladimir Tarasenko. What is he going to do next? And then he. Had a ton of chances this game. And oh yeah, man! All over the place again, and you know that you're gonna go ahead. This is the first game that I noticed this, and we talked about it during the first period of this game against Nashville. Is the only downside of what I'm noticing of Tarasenko mania is it now seems like the Blues are trying to get him the puck every. Time and offense. And that's fine. He's got the hot stick. I get it. You want him to shoot. But this game in particular, I noticed there were a few times where Laterra or Steen or Schwartz or whoever he was out with would have a clean lane to take a shot and would pass up their shot to try to get it to Tarasenko. And that bothers me. It doesn't bother me. But it's concerning. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for the hot stick. I get it. At the same time, it's like if you have an open shot, take it, take it. Uh, that's the point. Is to score goals to win the game. So, yeah. um, so basically, the I think this is one of those games where the Blues, like, I can say, like, impose their will on the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, where they there wasn't like a ton of high, like high percentage chances. Like watching the game, I really thought that the Blues were really those just. Kept them to the outside. There was a couple of chances that were decent, but I really thought that there was very few times that they were where Jake Allen had to come and make a couple of good saves, but yeah. nothing to the point where you thought like, there was a ton of pressure or a hold in the zone. You could definitely tell that the Blues were the younger team 
mm-hmm. even playing their third game in four days. Yeah. Uh, you could just tell that, and it's it's true. I think there's two people under the age of 30 on the New Jersey Devils. Yes, and I thought it's um, And it, it shows, you know, the Devils did a good job of keeping up with them, but you could just see that the Blues have an extra gear that the New Jersey Devils can't get to. Yeah, so that was a little tough. But the Blue basically scoreless through two. Finally, in the third period, the man, Vladimir Tarasenko, gets his eighth of the year. A power play goal from Lotera and Schwartz. This pretty much came right after Merrick Lidzicki. Zidlicky, whoa. Took a penalty for holding. And uh, the faceoff was in to the right, excuse me, left to Corey Schneider. Yep. Um, got possession. Tarasenko got the puck along the boards. Pretty much a couple steps in and rifled a shot. Pretty much with a good screen in front by Vacus. They was this the back and forth play with uh, with uh, Lutera, where they kept passing back and forth. Yeah, to each other? for it was like about it was about seventeen seconds yeah. against the penalty. So they were basically messing around on the boards, and finally Tarasenko got the puck and took a couple steps in, and, and basically took a shot where Schneider couldn't even really move because this the way everybody yeah. was positioned. Like it was like it the was, perfect shot, and it was it was interesting to see this develop. Because Lutera was basically camped out behind the goal line, just to the left of the net, and and uh, you know Tarasenko was on the half boards and would would skate in, take the pass, not like it, give it back to Lutera, move out, you know, come back in again, not like the look, pass it back to Lutera, and you could just see that, and no one stepped in the middle of those two, which is what I thought was amazing. Mm. It, it was like almost like warm ups for them. Yeah. And finally, you know, it was just the right time where the puck came to Tarasenko and he just, you know, took an extra step in, rifled it past Snyder. But it was almost laughable how open the lane was between Tarasenko and Laterra and no one ever shut it down. Yeah. So Blues take the lead. Wind up holding on, and Jake Allen gets a second consecutive shutout. Yep. And the Blues win a one to nothing. So they win the back to back game, which it's hard time for me to think of when that's happened before. But it's been a while. It's a nice little one nothing win there, especially on the road. Yes, on the road, a three of your you know still short couple of guys, you yep. know. But some help will be arriving soon as Paul Stastny returns to the lineup. Lindstrom returned to the game before. Yep. So. Blues have a home and excuse me, a home and home. Playing New Jersey again at the Scott Trade now. Um, Blues almost have all their lineup back minus Oshi now, so Correct. Blues looking pretty good. And Vladimir Tarasenko decides to you know keep doing what he does and score another highlight real goal, which was just as impressive as the New York goal. Yeah, we were we had a game at this time. Yeah. We didn't get to see it, and uh, I remember in between periods, one of our, one of our teammates, Jimmy. Asked, uh, he's like, anybody want to know the score of the game? Anybody recording it? Not want to know. At least he was nice enough to ask right. that too, which is. And then everybody's like, no, and it's like, Blues are up one nothing, and everybody's like, he's like, guess who? And I'm like, Tarasenko, and he's like, yep. And I'm like, I do. Gotta be kidding me. On another planet this year. And we, you know, after the game, we like, yeah, I think you guys went out for yeah. afterwards, and I went home and uh, watched that goal. And I was just like, you got to be. Like rewind because they showed it during the third period when yep. we got home and just watched him. Just like you got to be kidding me! And that was another one where you know he hits the post ten seconds earlier Before, and the circles back there. around, gets it in the slot again, makes almost the same move he did against the Rangers defense. You know, cuts cuts in between two around a third, makes uh, you know waits waits goes to the side, makes Snyder make his move, and then puts it over the top of him from an extremely sharp angle. And it's one nothing blues. And mind you, this is at the end of the period where the Blues only have uh ten seconds left in the period and the, they wind up scoring at the nineteen fifty five mark. Yeah. That was uh, excuse me, Tarasenko's ninth of the year. Uh basically he has his hand in, I believe it looks like in the last this is going into this game, the last twelve ga- goals he's had his hand in, like either assist or he scored the goal in nine of them. Yeah. Which is obscene. Yep. And that last one was from Schwartz and Laterra. So, and that's the my. We'll go into my surprise player so far as Laterra. So we'll talk about that after this game. Okay. Uh, Blues go into the second period, and Jaden Schwartz gets a breakaway uh, goal, his sixth of the year from Barrett Jackman at eleven oh five mark. Uh, Jackman looking like he's a uh, pass 
pass first defenseman. Yeah. Got a long pass right on the stick of tape of, uh, Terrace, uh, excuse me, I want to say Terrace because it seems that way. Yeah. But Schwartz. Schwartz. Um, and the goal is six, uh, sixth of the year against Snyder, two nothing. Uh, early in there, about, let's go into the third period, seven, 10 mark power play goal from Alexander Steen, his third of the year, a deflection in front from Yori Laterra and Vladimir Tarasenko. So blues up three, nothing. At this time, they decided to change goalies and go with uh, goalie Kincaid. Keith Kincaid played with the St. Louis Bandits, so a little. Yep. Uh, so that's kind of cool to see him come back. And I don't know if he's a St. Louis kid or just played with the Bandits. Right. So, but it seems he just played there. So it was nice to see him there. And I believe somebody on the Rangers was a Saint played for St. Louis Bandits, Bandits as well. Too. So that's kind of cool that see some of those guys from. That's like a, I think an A league. So right. that was a you know a minor minor league team. Pretty much, and it's pretty good to see like guys like that, uh, you know, being successful and make it to the NHL and being successful. So that was Keith Kincaid's first NHL uh, action too. Schneider looks like he's played all the games up until then. Uh, they had Clemenson as their backup, but he got yeah. optioned a couple of days before this. So blows up three nothing, and honestly, dominating. You think it's a wrap? Dominating. Point. Like yeah. you're just watching it. And I'm at the point where I was actually I had to take it back. I went to a buddy. Mike's house, or who we play with, our and goalie. we're just watching our goalie, our very good goalie, very good goalie, and he, uh, we're sitting there just kind of talking, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, Michael Ryder gets a nice goal, and then the shutout's broken, and we're talking. I told Mike, I'm like, you see, I didn't want to say anything, yeah, I don't want to jinx it. Way. So uh, Michael Ryder gets his 30 of the year from Damian Bruner and Tuomo Rutu. So sixteen thirty-five. So you're looking at it, and there's three minutes forty something seconds left. You're yeah. like, or three minutes and twenty-five seconds left. You're like, that sucks. Three to one. But luckily, right after this, a penalty was taken by New Jersey. Then the seventeen twenty-eight mark, David Beck gets his David Beck gets his third of the year from Alexander Petrangelo and Kevin Shattenkirk, who gets his tenth assist of the year. He's almost assist a, machine. Almost a point. Of Can't game shoot right. unless it's, unless he's aiming for a defender's shins. Yeah, struggling. Yeah. So well, hopefully we'll get that corrected. Blues up four die. Okay, restored. Blues have less than two minutes left. Two minutes, two and a half minutes left. Two minutes. Three goal lead. It's looking rap. good. Eighteen oh nine. Merrick Zidlicki gets his third of the year from Mike Sislo and Steve Bernier. Uh, basically, he's at the point just keeping the puck and turns around and fires it. Somehow gets through all the Everybody. bodies in front. Doesn't deflect off one person. Oh. Goes in and so Jake Allen lets two in in about a minute and a half after being a wall for over one hundred eighty four minutes. Yeah. The. Uh, Believe it or not, they, he's con- still considered a rookie. Yes, because he's played less than 25 games. Yeah, so he's still a rookie this year, technically. So he has the second longest rookie uh, shutout streak ever. Who's the longest? Steve Mason. Well, actually, really? almost like a hundred, almost 200 minutes. Wow. Which is crazy. So he had that streak in Columbus, Columbus one that one year, just yeah. tearing it up. So uh, you're like, okay, 1809. All right, four to two. You're kind of like, oh, okay. We'll be all right. Incorrect. Incorrect. Do they. <laughs> The New Jersey Devils pull their goalie, and Michael Ryder gets the second of the game. Looked just like the first. Yeah, basically, Yarmi Yager comes into the zone and kind of does a curl move along the uh, right-handed boards, left side, uh, the, to the left of Brian Elliott, curls it, throws it across the rink. I want to say he knew Ryder was going to be there, or if not, he was just kind of throwing to the blind side to shift right. everybody, whatever. Either way, Ryder's right there one times at home, and you're looking at a 4-3 to three, with 51 seconds left, and the Blues kind of reminded me of us a little bit that uh-huh. game, where we kind of like we struggled at the end of our game and kind of was let it up until we finally got it together. So our captain called a timeout and told us to get our ish together. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I don't know either. Someone in this room who's not me. Correct. But but hey, it worked. And how many goals did we score in the rest of the game? We scored two more, two or three more. Two or three we wanted by winning by three. So yeah, so I think uh, it worked. It worked. All right. <laughs> so anyway, Blues wind up winning four to three, and that catches us off on but all again, the games. Again, Allen had to make a save with less than ten seconds left on Michael Ryder. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. So I mean, it's basically pretty similar to the his first his second goal where yeah. uh, passed across the way. He read it perfectly, he it made a really time. good time, really good timing, got it in the uh, bread basket. Kind of buck fell off the side. The Blues cleared it, and they win the game. So. A little hairy there, and, and you know the Blues weren't. You know Hitchcock wasn't happy about it because he said Allen deserved better, and the Blues basically played, which which we had problems with last year where they played 
Oh, not a full game. They played yeah. basically really good, extremely good, actually. Minutes. 55, 57 minutes, and it was awesome. But then after that, they just didn't know what they are doing for like those three minutes. Yeah. So Stastny was back. I think he looked a little slow, which is going to happen. Um, so as we were talking about earlier, like surprise player, and we can bring this up. You had one. We talked about this earlier. Sure. So our little kind of bonus question here. Who would be your surprise player? You know, for me, it's got to be Joachim uh, Lidstrom. Just because, you know, I... Of the guys that we brought in this year, we knew what we were getting with Stasny. Um, the report card was there on Laterra for me. Although, obviously, you, you kind of wonder if he can make the transition to the NHL. But, obviously, I felt like teaming him up with Tarasenko, who he had chemistry with, was going to help. And that has obviously been the case and has paid off in spades. But, to me, Lindstrom was kind of a wild card. He had NHL experience, but it had been a while. I... I I thought that he would be a good NHL player, but I didn't expect him to be contributing at such a high pace as he has. And he's got a tremendous shot. He's got a ton of hustle. And he's, hands down, been my surprise player of the year so far. So, Blue's looking good. Um, I think my surprise player, just because you just don't know how you're going to do to sure. NHL you know, rink, style... Is definitely Yori Laterra, and he's proven. I honestly, I didn't know how good of a two-way player he was, and yeah. that's something that obviously, when you see like stuff online, they show obviously the offensive, offensive highlights. highlights. So you don't get to see all the defensive play, but the man no one is watches va- highlights to see poke checks. Yeah, correct. Which you don't. That's you see something I'm good at. Right. Defensively, extremely good, and it's fitting exactly with the style the Blues play. Agreed. And totally. Like we were talking about last week about who would you sign and stuff, but he's proven to be amazing. I agree. So, uh, and worth the wait, worth every penny. And it looks like the uh, – so we were just actually talked through the whole first, second period, unfortunately. And the Blues are tied with Nashville uh, one-to-one. It looks like the shots are about even as well. Yep. So uh, we'll get upstairs for that one. So let's uh, wrap it up here. So – uh, since we had a little bit longer to go through with all the games to go through, we'll just call it there. So, if you want to get a hold of us uh, at on the Twitters at Blues Hockey NHL, and I am at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One. I'm at Hossapalooza, and you can check that out on my follows. So, if you want to get the exact spelling, um, like I said, we will. Be putting a question out there for the Blues fans to answer for next time. So we're going to try to get some more audience participation. Yep. Um, also, check out uh, a couple of our other podcast friends, the uh, Beyond Checkerdome podcast. Great podcast. Yes. Uh, they do a good job over there. Also, check out the guys at Loose Chicklets. Yep. Those guys uh, have got up to their fourth episode so far. They're still kind of uh, you know figuring out a schedule, it looks like, which I know... <laughs> Trust me, we I know get it. I, we get it. So uh, keep up the good work, guys. You know, keep talking. And they do mostly blue stuff, but they also do a little bit of NHL stuff. Sure, I like you. Keep it up with the good format there. So I appreciate uh, more information with the blues out there, the better. That's all I look at it. So, Agreed, man. So maybe we'll try to get those guys on sometime during the year. It's nice to have some national press, but hey, man, the more local, the better. Yeah, more you get some voices out there, the better, which I like. Or uh, you could always watch NBC, uh, KSDK Sports Plus. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no you can't. Sports Plus, yeah, Sports Plus anymore? Oh, there is. They just, you know, talk about. they would rather run five-minute features on Frank Cusimano's daughter's basketball team. But instead of that, you can watch the face-off show. With our two friends, Mike Pepping and Jeff Ponder, Correct. to get that fill in that void that you can't find on Sports Plus at KSDK.com. Which is actually really cool if you're not aware of that. It's it's a podcast-style show that's hosted on KSDK. And I believe they are partnering with the Facebook group, the St. Louis, St. Louis Blues, Blues Lounge. Lounge. All of your Alex Ovechkin trade rumor <laughs> needs. So One place. Find them on Facebook. Yeah, but... For every one of those, there are at least well, for every five of those guys. There's also one or two fans that are really good and no, it's, it's I I joke because it seems like every week there's a rumor, unsourced rumor of Alex Ovechkin getting traded to the Blues, and I'm like, come on, dudes, yeah, really, yeah. Uh, but it's it, it, if you guys are on Facebook, um, it's a really good group. There's a lot of passionate fans. It's it's funny. Um, and, you know, there's just a lot of good information. They actually, um, they had a 
unofficial, just through them, not through the Blues, St. Louis Blues Lounge Night at the game. I saw that. Take a picture. Uh, There's a lot of people there. Saturday, was, was it? Yeah, I think 50 to, I would say 50 to 60 people were in that picture. Yeah, they got on the Jumbotron, and I believe... Um, the game, that, the game actually too, because I remember seeing them yeah. the highlights. They had them. I remember it was pregame in between periods. Yep. And I think the Blues actually reached out to them, and they're going to try to do some more official type stuff. So Man, it was nice to see everybody. And they got a little, they got a whole bunch of stuff going over there. And lounge girls. And oh yeah, stuff. they got banners, stickers, everything. So yeah, if, if you're a if you're a Blues fan and you're on Facebook, join up. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And also, while you're on Facebook, look up Blues Hockey Podcast. Yeah, we're there too. And you can like us and follow us. And we'll have we I like to post some stuff up there on occasion. And also on Twitter as we talked about. Also on our website, blueshockeypodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes and download us there. And almost sort of complete or looking into being on Stitcher soon. Nice. Which it's, I've looked into. It's not that not too difficult. It's a matter of just me having time. With the holidays coming up, I think I might be able to pull it off. Over the holidays. Are you asking Santa for anything special for the Blues for Christmas? For the Blues or just for myself? For the Blues. Mm, you know. If you if you could be Santa Claus for the Blues. Oh, you know what I'd ask for. Well, to help them achieve that. Oh, okay. So I'm asking them for Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, this is going to sound stupid and just being weird, but consistency. Just no, the I same agree. thing. Just, I, just I be like simple, just like that New Jersey game, that one nothing game where – you literally saw, like, especially after the goal, yep. they literally choked the life out of that team. We're to the point where they could not get anything going, and that crowd was turning on them. And the Blues played the night before, and, I mean, yeah. that was the definition of a perfect road game. I More goals would have been nice, but sure, defensive-wise, perfect road game. What I have noticed from this team so far more times than not in the third period is that we now have the ability, much like the Red Wings used to back when the Red Wings were down at winning cups, was that if you were down to the Detroit Red Wings in the third period, they would just choke you out. Yep, you couldn't get set up, you couldn't get in the zone, and that's just how it was in New Jersey, and they couldn't get anything going. It was yep. awesome. And, and I agree with you. I, I I hope the sarcasm came through when I when I mentioned I was going to ask Santa for Alex Ovechkin for the... Uh, for the Blues, that again is a St. Louis Blues lounge joke. Yeah, um, we try. Uh, consistency is the key. It, it really is. The team, I think, has the personnel. It does have the pieces in place. It's just about, and I hate to use this term because Hitchcock uses it all the time. It's all about buying in. True. It's all about everybody playing their role. And which of everybody does, I think, will be fine. So, and Tarasenko keeps scoring. Stastny gets back in gear. Yep. Get Oshie back. I think, and you stay relatively healthy through. The key is being healthy on April 1st. You're healthy on that April 1st, you're in good key. shape. And just got to be playing well, or at least, you know, playing your game on April 1st and being healthy, and that's all I really want. So I wish, yep. at times, I wish I could just fast forward April 1st. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Just to see, blues-wise, just I like, love what the regular season, but you're right. You're to the point now where you're like, just, just get to April. Just go. Um, let me point out a couple articles as well before we wrap up. Um Obviously, a ton of Tarasenko love going on. Tons. Uh, so check out, there's an NHL.com article about his, uh, you know, not only his rise to stardom, his humility, which I found a very good article by uh, Lou Korak. Yeah. Or Korak, I don't know if I say that right. Um, that's a really good article. He's also a really good follow on Twitter. Yeah, so he really check is. him out. Uh, also, our friends Mike Pepping and uh, Jeff Ponder wrote a couple articles this week. Talk about the five things the Blues can improve on, which, which that, was, that really was smart. That was uh, Mike Pepping wrote that is five things the Blues can improve on while in the middle of this uh, winning streak. Which yep. uh, some people found it very negative. Which I I think it was basically There's saying nothing wrong with constructive criticism. I know it's just I just you know how people are online. Speaking so. of the the faceoff guys, um, ponder. Uh, had a, a really good interview with Bryce Salvador. Yes, please check that out. Which, as well. if you get a chance to read that, it's it's a really good read just to to get his point of view on what it was like life as the Blue versus life you know after. after the Blues and just how different the team is from when he was here versus you yeah, know he was at the beginning of the rebuild, right? So, I mean, and, and you look at the team now; it's, it's a great read. Yep. So I really enjoyed that stuff this week. Just wanted to mention those before we. Uh, bid you adieu because we we're going to go back upstairs because it looks like Nashville tied it so yeah, I think we need time. to start watching it and get back to where we were and then maybe that will help the Blues win agreed in my mind so 
thanks everybody for listening. Um, thanks everybody for hitting me up and asking, you know, worrying, not worrying, but at least asking about the show, which was nice and very humble. Um, once again, very, a lot of people hit me up from different places. It's still blows me away that we have people hitting me up from like Sweden. So awesome. Um, UK. Anyone from Washington, DC? No, no. Why do you say that? Well, oh, I, I got you. Know. Never mind. I also bunch of good places. Forgot. I forgot the running joke. I'm, I'm still keep missing. So <laughs> anyway, check you guys out next time. We'll with your latest Alex Oveskin to the Blues news. See you guys. Ovi at sixteen.